Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. Welcome to that nerd dad live on lunch break, where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. How the hell are you? It feels good to be back. I'm kind of fidgety today. I had uh, uh, no show last week. Week before that was not live. Um, and it's because shit happens. <laughs> things things get in the way. I do try to prioritize this as much as possible. Um, but for regular viewers, you know I have a wife who is very pregnant and is getting ready to uh, pop out a third one. So uh, we got that going for us in my, my little world. Um, before I get too far into it, I want to thank Cryer Media for putting this on. Cryer Media trusted disruptors uh great website crier.co tons of good content from bloggers podcasters you'll find something there for you i promise and uh would ask that wherever you're watching this or listening to this there's probably a subscribe or follow button hit that five star thumbs up comments are always welcome all kinds of fun stuff like that so uh let's get into it shall we parenting pop culture politics i got all three again today not not a one and done show. Got a little bit of everything. So earlier this week, I wrote an article for Cryer.co and I titled it Parenting Talk. I'm kind of freaking out about baby number three. Uh, and it's true, but it's uh, it's a weird sensation. So about two or three weeks ago, I realized uh, I have been stress eating. I have just been, you know, second, third helpings, um, constant snacks. And it's not, it's not because of like pregnancy weight where I'm just eating constantly with my wife. If anything, she's lost weight during this pregnancy. She looks great. Um, her portion control has been amazing. And, uh, not that she's been conscious about it. It's just, she hasn't felt kind of hunger and cravings during this one. Um, but I, have been packing them on the last few weeks. And uh, I, I, I started to kind of explore my thoughts as a parent. You know, why am I feeling this way? There's got to be a reason. Um, it's my third one. It's a third boy. It's all in my wheelhouse. I got two boys already. They're both pretty good. It's not like I really dropped the ball with either one of them. Um, so I kind of I went down this rabbit hole of thoughts as a parent. Well, well, am I nervous about adding a third? Maybe, maybe that's it. Because everyone has said the third child changes things. And there's some logic to that because I hear them, people who say that, they say, well, it's because you're outnumbered. 
It's no longer man-to-man defense. It's, it's three against two. You got to play zone. That's challenging. But even that, I, I'm, I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for it. I know it's going to be hard. This, this third one was not an accident. So we knew what we were getting into. I also had one crazy person tell me, have a fourth because it makes it easier. They said, oh, then have a fourth real quick because then you can pair them up and go two and two. No way. Not a chance in hell. But what is it? Why am I stressed out? Why am I freaking out about baby number three? Is it the pressure of knowing it's the last one? I think there's an element of that to me, to it. You know, baby's kicking. And I know it might be the last time I feel a baby kick. And, you know, from within the womb. Because I'm not going to touch a stranger's tummy and say, oh, let me feel your belly. I'm not going to do that. So whenever I feel the last kick, it may have already happened. That's it. That's kind of stressful. That's kind of sad when you think about it. Is it pressure on getting it right this third time around? Because who, who does anything perfect the first time around? No disrespect to my first two kids, but is it, does anyone get it right the first go around? Have you ever picked up a basketball and just shot it for the first time ever? Went in nothing but net and you're like, I'm a pro. Doesn't happen. Takes practice. So I don't know what it is. I do not know what it is about baby number three that has me uneasy, but it does. And I bring this up for two reasons. One, one, uh, outside of talking to my therapist, I don't really talk about it with anyone. Don't. I certainly wouldn't talk about it with other women. I wouldn't bring it up in front of a woman that I'm feeling stressed out about the baby because everyone will be like, well, what think about your wife is going through? This is not about her. <laughs> she is she is a rock star. I am convinced that if men had to give birth, the population of the earth would be in the thousands and not billions. It's way too hard. It seems way too challenging to deal with. So, that is my thought. That is my theory on that. I say all that to say, if you're a dad who listens to the show, because I know the occasional one does, uh, it's okay to be stressed out. You're part of the child rearing process. Um, you're, you're part of it. You also will have feelings that don't make sense. You're going to have conflicting feelings. Uh, and if you bring it up to your buddies during football, preferably during a commercial break, I'm sure some of them would be like, yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I'm scared of being a bad dad as well. Um, but the thing that makes me feel better about this whole thing, I'll tie a bow on it with this. The thing that makes me feel better about this whole thing is the fact that I do notice that I'm anxious and I am nervous and I am not indifferent and or upset. Because <laughs> if I was indifferent or upset, that's a different set of problems, right? That's a different set of emotions. But the fact that I'm, I care enough to be nervous and that I care enough to be anxious, I think that's a good sign. And if you're a dad who's having a similar thought, 
the fact that you care enough to worry is probably a good sign. It means you're going to try to do the right thing. That's all we can ask for. There's no playbook. There's no playbook for parenting. There's lots of books on parenting, but there's no playbook for it. There, that was, that was it. That's why I'm freaking out. Didn't come to an answer, but I wanted to share. Did something nice with the wife this week. So uh, we are consciously aware that baby number three will be here in the next uh, 10 days or so. 10 days-ish. So I uh, I played hooky from work. My boss is watching. It's my lunch break, and I booked the day off. So it's not like a... I held down a key the whole day and pretended I wasn't there. But I, uh, I took a day off work. Uh, took my kids to school. Then I picked up my wife. We went to her favorite brunch spot. And then we went to a movie. And we had like a, a day date. Just the two of us because we know it's going to be six months a year before we get any time alone. And... Um, we're not in a position to do whatever they call them, baby moons or whatever the hell they are. We're no longer in a position to do that with two kids. Um, so we did this. This was our little, okay, let's let's have fun together. It turned out to be a beautiful spring day. It was gorgeous, gorgeous day. And I'll get to my review of the movie in one second. But I want to talk about the movie-going experience first. Because I haven't been to a movie theater since before COVID. Legitimately. It's talking about three years, I would say at least since I have been in a movie theater. So I go in and uh, and it's like a like a little Walmart after I pay for my tickets. It's like a little Walmart. Toys, blankets, popcorn chips, bags of chips, not things that like everything used to be sealed up behind the counter. And you had that five employees running around behind the cash register grabbing shit. Uh, this is like, it's like a store. So I walk up to the front and there's not a menu behind them. I can't get a hot dog. I don't think there's, I, and I just said to her, I'm like, do I order popcorn here? Is this, this where I go? And she goes, oh no, 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 no. You go to the back behind you there. You find what you like. You pick it up. You bring it back to me. Uh, okay. Kind of like a self-serve checkout thing. Okay, cool. So I walk over, and there's like these giant refrigerator doors holding the popcorn. Now, they're not refrigerated, because that would be weird, but they're like giant refrigerator doors that when you open them up are essentially warmers. It's keeping all the popcorn warm. So I, I'm still unsure of the process. So I see another employee standing nearby, and I walk up to her, and I very, I put my pride outside, and I say, look, I haven't been to the movies in a very long time. I don't know how to purchase this popcorn. What what do I do? And she said, oh, we treat it like a grocery store now. She's like, grab the bag of popcorn you want. You take it to the register. She'll scan it, pay for it there. If you want butter, they'll do the butter behind the counter. Everything else, just kind of help yourself and then scan it at the register with the, with the cashier. Uh, okay. So I opened the the warmer doors and my wife goes i don't like the fact that anyone can just sneeze on my popcorn so i take a bag from the top shelf because it's less likely to be sneezed on and i take it to the front and then she processes the transaction and then i leave 
then I go to the movie theater. Anyways, I say all that to say I am an old man who is confused by change. <laughs> I don't know. If you are listening to this and you are not confused by going to the movies, drop me a comment, drop me a say, like, say, of course, every jackass in the world knows that that's how movies are set up now. No idea. Had no idea. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I digress. The movie we went to see was Champions. Champions, starring Woody Harrelson. And my review on Cryer.co says, A movie you've seen before, but will still enjoy. Look, if you've seen Bad News Bears, if you've seen The Mighty Ducks, if you've seen Little Giants, highly underrated Ed Ed O'Neill fame, film. Ugh, easy for me to say. Um, you've seen this movie before. The disgraced coach this time is Woody Harrelson. It takes place in basketball rather than football, hockey, or baseball. And the misunderstood players have intellectual disabilities. Most of them suffer from Down syndrome. And it's like just knowing that you could probably write the script. You know how this movie goes with that information. You know, okay, he falls on hard times. He meets the players. He doesn't want to really be there. Then he gets to know the players. There's some bonding moments. They go on to the finals and may or may not win the championship. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. All that is to say, it's still a good movie. It's still, you know, for... For one last date before baby comes, we wanted a movie that would make us feel good and was lighthearted and kind of easy to just digest. And it checked all of those boxes. It was above average acting across the board. Certainly a few laughs. Nothing nothing gut busting. But you enjoy it. You eat your popcorn and you smile and you enjoy it. And it's... It's a nice two-hour distraction that leaves you feeling good about yourself and, and, and leaves you feeling good as you leave the theater. Um, special shout-out to the actors uh, with intellectual disabilities. They did a phenomenal job. So funny. Um, in all the right places. Warmth, love. Can't recommend that portion of it enough. What I will say, which... I'm gonna, I want to make sure, without giving too much away, there is a scene where Cheech Marin, who plays kind of a mentor-type person to uh, Woody Harrelson's coach, um, he's talking about the, the kids with intellectual disabilities and the fulfilling lives they lead away from basketball, 
the jobs they have, the hobbies they have, you know, the ones in a band, one has a job at a nice big time restaurant, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and my brain, my parenting brain kind of stepped out of the movie for a second. It was like, I want my kids to see this scene. Cause the, the, the representation, the inclusivity, the diversity, um, the explanation of the fulfilling lives and things like that. Um, the acceptance, I think they're all at play there. And I, I will certainly be showing this film to my kids down the road. Um, maybe not quite yet. There is some language that I'm not too comfortable with. Um, just like, you know, it's Woody Harrelson. They're swearing. <laughs> and, um, but I, I really do enjoy this movie and I enjoyed it a lot. You don't have to go see it in theaters. Why wait for it to come out on uh, one of the streaming services? Cause it will eventually hit a streaming service. But when it comes out, watch it. You won't be disappointed in it. As long as your expectations are, this is a feel-good movie, super predictable, but it's above-average acting. Woody Harrelson is as lovable as he's ever going to get. Caitlin Olsen is in it from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She's terrific. Can't go wrong. <sighs> What's next? <laughs> What's next? What's next on my world of things I want to talk about? Uh, okay, John Wick. We're going to talk John Wick 4. John Wick 4. IGN is reporting that John Wick 4's first cut was three hours and 45 minutes long. God damn. As it stands now, it's 169 minutes, and for those of you trying to do the math, that is two hours and 49 minutes. John Wick, I might be out. My attention span is not three hours long. It certainly isn't almost four. <laughs> I might have to break this movie up. At, at a running time of almost three hours long, I might have to watch the first hour and a half. Stop wait a day, and then watch it an hour and a half the next day. My attention span isn't long enough. It's the only reason why I never got through the Harry Potter films. Harry Potter films are fantastic. As soon as they started to stretch towards three hours, I was out. Done. Can't do it. My attention span is not long enough. So, when I read that the first cut was almost four hours, and then they were like, oh, we're screwed. So what they do, they trimmed an hour. But still... Like, apparently it's fantastic. The rave reviews, people are calling it one of the greatest action movies of all time. The fourth one is the best one and yada, 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 yada. I'm going to see it eventually, but at almost three hours runtime, I'm going to wait for streaming because I'm not going to be able to sit through a movie for three hours uh, without having to take at least two pee breaks. I'm almost 40. Um, maybe I need to go to the doctors. But anyways, uh, that's why. So anyways, John Wick News. Now we're going to have two arrest stories. And then we're going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so this one, this one's just great. Uh, two guys, two gentlemen, John Garza and Arlie Nemo, um, just lovely individuals here, were captured in Virginia after escaping from jail. Look at this. They, they Andy do frame their way out of the building. If you're watching, you can see the hole they made. So they escaped prison. Andy do frame their way out. And where did they catch them? Where did they find the where where did these hardened criminals escape from prison go? 
fucking IHOP. <laughs> I think I busted that IHOP. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm going to be reading a news report here. Two inmates in Virginia jail used primitively made tools to create a hole in the wall of their cell and escape, only to be found hours later at an IHOP restaurant nearby, the sheriff said. Authorities discovered the two men, ages 37 and 43, missing from their cell in the Newport News jail annex during a routine headcount Monday evening, according to a statement from the Newport News Sheriff's Office. A preliminary investigation found the men exploited a weaknesses in the jail's construction design and used tools made of a toothbrush and a metal object to access the rebar between the walls and then used the rebar to further their escape, the statement said. After escaping their cell, they scaled the containment wall around the jail. So Tweedledee and Tweedledum here uh, escaped jail. They managed to get out and thought, let's get some fucking breakfast. Is there an IHOP around here? And that's where they picked them up. they, They will almost certainly get their sentences extended. Uh, and they were both in for like white collar crime. Uh, I don't even like that. It sounds racist, but anyways, it's uh, you know they were in for forgery and fraud and things like that nature. Nothing too violent. Um, but now, now they're now they're prison escapees. Do you think the judge will go lightly on them because they wanted to get some? What do they have there? I'm thinking of Denny's. I'm going to call it the Grand Slam. But whatever they have at IHOP, I'm Canadian. We don't have a lot of IHOPs. Your Honor, I really just wanted some pancakes, and the pancakes in the Dell suck. Anyways, stupid story. Wanted to share. Thought you'd enjoy it. Hope you did. Hope you're giggling to yourself. You're fucking idiots. It's such an American story, isn't it, too? <laughs> they dig through the wall. They escape prison, and they're like, I need some waffles. Off they go. All right, and I have to end on this, despite the fact that I don't really want to, but I have to. I'm going to talk Trump. I've avoided Trump talk for a while here. Uh, As you know, if you uh, have been on this planet for the last seven days, Trump claimed on his Truth Social that he was going to get arrested on Tuesday. Ooh, interesting. A lot of left-leaning individuals got hard-ons when they heard that news. Um, But it's Thursday, as of this recording, and he has not been arrested. Civil war hasn't broken out. Nothing has really changed, from what I can tell. Here's what I know from what I've read, and the way I interpret things, the way I read the tea leaves. Um, When I first saw that Trump put out the statement saying he was going to be arrested on Tuesday, my bullshit detector went off. And I was like, that's that's bullshit. He's not getting arrested. Um, I don't think he would make a spectacle of him getting arrested. I don't think he would tip off the media to, to to potentially look for a photo of him getting arrested. I do not think we're ever going to see him in handcuffs. I do not think we're ever going to see a perp walk or anything like that. Um, I think anything the district attorney might have that could reasonably lead to an arrest 
will be argued by House Republicans and his legal team to the umpteenth degree to the point where it stalls out the system. I think that's what he's been trying to do since maybe his whole life. And I think that that's what's going to happen. We're not, I'm, 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 I'm moved on to team Lachlan cross. If you're a fan of the Dean Blundell show, I'm, I'm team lock. We're never going to see him get arrested. Uh, do I hope I'm wrong? Absolutely. But I don't think we're going to see it. I think he will. He is, he's human. So he will die. But I think that's kind of the long game for him. I'm going to win the presidency or I'm going to run again. And I'm just going to die before they can prosecute me. I just got to run out the clock and I will tie up the system in legal matters forever. So that's my two cents on it. So when Trump says I'm getting arrested, he's not, he's probably not going to get arrested. Could he, could his lawyers go to court for him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could. And that's what they'll do. And that's what they're paid to do. And you know, Wasting the the court's time, wasting up more taxpayer dollars, all that fun shit for Trump. That's what he does. So don't expect to see this yellow bastard behind bars anytime soon. It's my two cents. Could I be wrong? Sure. Do I hope I'm wrong? Yes. But I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong on this one. That's it. That's the show. <laughs> That's it. 25 minutes. Bang. It felt good to be back. It did feel good to be back, though. Um Two weeks without going live was unusual for me, um, and I, I missed it. I missed the thrill of putting together a live show and, uh, and kind of outlining it and, and not really know where I'm going to go with it and who's going to tune in. There's two of you watching right now. Hello, two people. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I love that. I love that thrill of the whole process. So um, expect me to go live early next week because... Baby number three is due sometime next week. And then I might have a week or two off. We'll see what the wife lets me do. I've got plans to go live from my house when baby is napping or things of that nature. Might be a recorded show. We'll see. We'll see what I can leverage um, and see how how stellar of a dad and husband I can be to the point where I can say, hey, uh, do you mind if I do a podcast real quick? See what she says about that. If you see me live, it means I'm doing a phenomenal job. If you don't see me live, it means I'm begging to record it while everyone's asleep. That's it. Be well. Be safe. We'll be in touch. Damn. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. 
And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.